What's up, guys? Welcome back. It's your boy, Sean, and we are here with another episode of the Black Entourage Podcast. Uh, we're here with the crew, the normals. Uh, we got Jamal, and we got Amir, uh, and a lot happened, not just over the week, but over the past, like, 48 hours uh, between the tragedy at Astroworld uh, to Kanye West on Drink Champs to the infrastructure bill being passed, to, to Jay-Z's executive produced movie, The Harder They Fall. And uh, we're actually, we'll start there uh, because we all didn't get a chance to watch it this week, but Amir did. So he's gonna give us quick breakdown of it so then we can have the opportunity to talk about it. And then we'll give like a real deep dive into it next week because it's based off of real people. The story is deep. So I'll hand it off to Amir, we'll take it from there. Bet. So I really enjoyed the movie personally, um, and there's a couple of reasons why I enjoyed the movie. Like I didn't know that this was based off of true stories or anything like that, but from watching the movie, I felt a sense of power within the community because there's a lot of our history that has been erased to where we feel like we were left out of a lot of different eras when it comes to American history. And so when I first started watching this, I was like, okay, this is crazy because these are whole black communities you know, black cities, black everything, doing the same thing that these Wild Westerns TV shows and shit did, but we never really had an accurate interpretation of yeah. that type of, you know, existence in our history, right? Mm -hmm. And so watching this shit, number one, the first thing that caught my eye was the simple fact that all of the characters, you could tell that they were from different parts of the United States. Like there were some people who you could tell was from New Orleans. There were some people who you could tell was from Georgia. It just, everybody had a different type of accent. Yeah. Um, the, the roles that they assigned to people like uh, Regina King, mm -hmm. um, what's the guy that played, was, was supposed to play 007? Idris Elba. Everything about this movie was well curated, well and meticulously put together. Um, my favorite thing about the the movie in general was how you know how when you watch a lot of different movies you hear the soundtrack and the theme songs mm -hmm. it's usually like a lot of white pop history yeah. or rock and roll or shit like that mm -hmm. every single song that played was either a caribbean song a black african-american song just something that represented culture and it actually went with the wild western theme yeah mm -hmm. and so it really made me like connect with the movie more. It took me two days to watch it because I didn't know how long the movie was when I took play. It was like two, two hours, hours and like, 17 minutes Yeah, something, something like that. It, it was just too long and it was too late at night. But at the end of the day, what I watched in the first hour made me come back to the second hour. So if y'all did not watch that movie, I definitely recommend it. I would give it maybe like a, for a Western movie, I'd probably give it like a nine. Nine out of 10? Out of 10. Nine out of 10, and that's big, but I definitely want to give shout outs to uh, the all black cast that they actually put in there. I have my, some my of the- My man from uh, Lovecraft Country, Major. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Majors, Majors Idris yeah. Elba, Regina King, Zazie Beats, Delroy Lindo, Lakeith Stanfield, yeah. like Dion Cole, Damon Wayne Jr. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I didn't know there was, was so there. much people in there. What I love Regina King for what she did to Bro. Watchmen. Yeah. Like she has been on a roll with her choices uh, of Boondock. Boondock. She has the been voicing Riley and uh, what's the what's the other brother? Huey. Huey. He's she's Riley the voice of that. But you know it's her. Like she when she when she's introduced in the movie, she's just sitting on this motherfucking horse, right? 
and she's sitting on this horse and she has like a bandana around her fucking nose and mouth or whatever. But, you but she zoomed, she, you zoomed in on her eyes. She's the only black woman that I know that has those distinct green eyes. So no, soon as so, she, so I she, didn't she, even so know she was in the movie. She was the, uh, from New Orleans? She was from New Orleans. Yeah. But she was a cold ass bro. If you want to see Regina King in her element, she was a cold ass bitch. But but that but but she she's like that in um Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. She, she was amazing. Yeah. This is different though. Amazing. But I'm definitely looking forward to watch that movie uh, her, throughout but, the week. But Jonathan Majors as well from uh, Lovecraft Love Country. The woman from and, Love and, uh, Loki. He's he's um he's uh. The time traveler guy. What's his? And uh, uh, Kane the Conqueror. Kane the Conqueror. His his acting has shot up from Lovecraft Country. Like he was amazing in Lovecraft Country. Mm -hmm. Um, his character. Did you see him in Loki? When uh -huh. he was a, so in Loki, you know, he's like he had. So he had. A major, one, I thought he just had like one episode. Yeah, he had a he had like the last like one and a half. He was okay. like at the end of like the final episode, but like. His acting in that like showed because you know like there's many forms of Kang. I'm sorry, now we're going into like comic book That's lore fine. and nerdy stuff, That's but fine. like in uh, there's many versions of Kang, and in Loki, what they basically sh uh, showed, and all of it's coming together now. All this multiverse stuff, they kind of yeah. solidified it by, and he basically said that you can kill me in this show, but I'll come back worse than what you think. Okay. So they killed him in yeah. the Loki show. Spoiler, sorry if you guys ain't watching by now. Yeah. Uh, so they got rid of him in then because he was the one at the end of time protecting yeah. the major storyline of the MCU that we have so far. And then after they, uh, the female Loki got rid of him, Kane the Conqueror stepped in and now he's actually in. So yeah, and the acting for him changed dramatically, based on yeah. So it was like it was he's like, a different kind of actor, yeah, bro. Yeah, he was amazing in Lovecraft. So. Yeah, so shout out I to him. I can just imagine who is the woman that plays in ATL, the light skinned woman that's uh, Charlie Gambino's baby Lord. mama. Oh, oh, you're saying it's Atlanta. What I say, Atlanta? Yeah, ATL. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing. I'm I was sorry. like, because it's ATL, ATL and it's Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Atlanta is a TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Atlanta, the, man, I'm telling No, you. but she was Domino in, um, what is that? Deadpool. Deadpool. Domino in Deadpool. Beats. She's, she's, she yeah. was really good in this movie. And, and another thing that y'all are going to have a treat with, this is kind of like a musical. Mm. These niggas be singing, like, They'll just break out into song, and and usually when shit breaks out into song in the movies, I'm just like, oh shit. Let me fast forward like Tyler Perry movies and shit. Yeah. I hate when they break out into song, but this shit, yeah. you go into a fucking saloon, and next thing you know, you know, light skinned shorty from Atlanta, she's singing some uh, some um, old school blues or whatever the case may be, and then homie, the main character, he's singing. It's just like a lot of people just singing, so it's it's a real treat. So yeah. Jay Z, he's he's. He submitted himself to bring it back to the next subject topic. Jay Z has submitted himself into the production management yeah. field to where in executive he, producing executive producing film and, and it doesn't he executive produce the um, soundtracks? No, for the Super Bowl. All the music the, for the, Super for the Bowl. NFL. Mm -hmm. He's executive producing that, so he's literally cementing himself in this type of role. And I could not have chosen anybody better to do it because it just works. I mean, if there's anyone to do that in the industry, right? There's only a handful of people that could really do it. I would, I would, I would rather 
figure out what y'all saying. I would rather a producer to do that. You'd rather art, but but it depends. Hove is a different. That's part. all I was gonna yeah, say. The word as far as artists, there's only yeah. a handful of artists that can yeah. do that. You can yeah. say, I mean, Drake's doing that now in Toronto. You got Jay Z doing it for the NFL. You can see Kanye doing it for whoever he wants Kanye, to. I trust Kanye. Exactly. And we can talk but about. Kanye's a producer. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Like, he was yeah. a producer turned rapper. Yeah. yeah. But this nigga Jay Z, like, when I, when I tell you, words hold weight when it comes to creating content. So the, the, the songs that he picked for this movie mm-hmm. and what they were saying while they were doing the actions within the movie, mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't spoil shit. Cause it's a crazy movie, but when I tell you that everything comes together cohesively, I expected to. I had to watch. I had to finish watching it I the next morning. To. I put my job on hold at eight a.m. and I continued to watch that movie. But I will perfect. say, since you since you touched on the music of the movie, I will say you listened to the soundtrack. I didn't listen to the whole thing. The whole thing. Mm-mm. How did you oh, like that? What you heard though? <laughs> did it make sense for it to be in a Western movie? <laughs> No, right? No, don't put me on the spot it, like that. It, it didn't make sense. He didn't like what he heard. <laughs> I, I will say the two, the, the few songs I did hear, it was like the major ones that they leaked before the whole thing came out. So it was that song with like uh, Kid Cudi. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that one. Yeah. And it was a song with like Benny. It was Conway. Con- Conway, Kiss, and Hope, right? And that one was, I was like... It doesn't make sense they, until you're watching the movie. I, I guess I have to watch because it because I did not enjoy those two. You're segments. getting the whole song. When you're watching the movie, they are putting the specific segment to what they were trying to achieve with the clip. So when they ride in horses and shit, and you hearing like some Jamaican bitch talking about some real shot of shit, like you just like, oh, this is some real, mm-hmm. this is some shit. God. So it, it, it made sense. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to watch it. But uh, to keep it on Jay Z. Uh, it, it's crazy that after, damn, it's been almost a month since Dave Chappelle's yeah. The Closer special came out. Like, it's, it's, impact, it's, a, it's impactful. It, yeah, it's impactful and it's still being talked about today. And that's yeah. why we're bringing up Jay-Z now defending Dave Chappelle. Uh, a couple of days ago, he was on the Twitter's version of... Uh, Chatty uh, uh, House, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. He was on the Twitter. <laughs> he was on the, the Twitter version of that, where he had a conversation with someone, and uh, what that was one of the questions that uh, was brought to him uh, was about you know the whole Dave Chappelle situation and how do he feel about that? And he basically said that art is supposed to be decisive. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to make one person feel one way and another yeah. person feel another to yeah. keep that conversation going. Because that's really the whole goal is to have the conversation about the deeper meaning to things. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think he, he made sense? I know you talked about other things on there as well. Yeah, I will I was piggyback off what you said, but uh, to say that he said that um, like clashing sides should, it's have, good. should have a conversation with each other mm-hmm. rather than just staying and, in your pocket. Yes. And he, he actually uh, pointed out the algorithm saying that these algorithms force us to have conversations with the people who are the same mind us. So we're not able to get the other side of the argument to make a real formative yeah. decision. Yeah. And, and that's true. <laughs> There's a lot of things where the algorithm will just keep, I mean, Facebook makes it so you are 
getting a lot of things where you're getting a lot of uh, combative. You're right. getting people who's like mad about what you said or mad against your topic where he's saying you got to have the conversation. Don't, don't just be mad and let yeah. whatever happen. Figure out the, the real problem, the dialogue, and build from that. I'll, I'll say this off of that, right? So we, we have a long um, commute to work, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll say that I, w- I was wondering that too, cause like I am strictly blue, right? I'm, I'm, I guess you could say a Democrat, if you want to say a Democrat, whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I've been listening. I've been I I stay in the in the sector. I'm either listening to old tapes, old music that I'm listening to, yeah. or nothing else. So prior to that, around 2015, I just started listening to. Um, conservative radio. Mm-hmm. You gotta know what the enemy's thinking. And I wanted to know why they have such a stronghold. Why? Because their way of thinking prior to me listening was like it's it's stuck in this fucking it didn't make early nineties, eighties, seventies. Like you're not progressing, right? Yeah. So I wanted to listen to their arguments. So I listened to that radio station religiously for like three years, Damn. two, three years. And what they were saying, I understand what they're saying. It makes sense. And this is after the Trump presidency. So it was mm-hmm. like 2016. It was like at the top of the Trump presidency, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and then they have callers. They have callers and their callers are from... Um, like Rome, Georgia, mm. South Georgia, mm. in the city as well, and 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 their spectrum is just like Democrats, which is a large spectrum. Some people are like, nah, he's wrong. This is that, and they're all Republicans, right? So it was a good view. That's why now, um, I can see pol- policy Politics. as a whole. Yes. Right. Right. So I understand. I can see both sides of the conversation. Why you would feel like that? I still lean like that. Yes, because that's you can just, understand the other side. But of I can the understand the other side of the argument, and listening to that radio station really let me know that um, majority of people are always are in the gray. Are in the gray. They're in the gray. Then it's not yes. black and white, and and yeah. both arguments on. The black and the white are crazy sometimes. Mm. So, just want to put that. Yeah, I want to piggyback off of what Jamal said. So, the, the initial question was: Is divisiveness good for conversation, right? Yeah. And so, you know, just like Jamal said, I haven't been listening to conservative radio or anything like that. That's just too much for me personally. But when I did move to Florida, we all know Florida is Republican, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I met a couple of people. I'm not going to name any names, I've mentioned them before, but um, I've met a couple of people who I hold dear to my heart, and these particular people are conservative, but as I had conversations with them, I started to realize, like, damn, like, I know I'm not conservative, but it's just like, shit, a lot of the things that they say, I agree with, and some of the shit that they say, I'm just like, okay, y'all are a little selfish, you know, et cetera, et cetera, but what, what Jay-Z's talking about is the same thing that a lot of conservatives talk about, which is censorship shouldn't be a thing because it's the divisiveness and the dialogue that creates the atmosphere yes. for things to be able to be talked about and mm-hmm. changed. 
And that's a that's a lot of the reason as to why a lot of these Trump supporters and even my close friends who are both dear to me, they really don't like the narrative and the cancel culture and the this and the that because they're basically saying the censorship is not creating the dialogue. So like Jamal said, yeah, there's a lot of people who live in the gray, but you don't know that they live in the gray if immediately if they say something, they get canceled. Mm-hmm. Or immediately when they say something, it's us against them, or this or that, then that's how the media likes to portray it. But once you insert yourself into the other person's shoes and try to see where they're coming from, you realize that we have a lot of similarities. So I do agree with Jay-Z when he says that that type of conversation, what Dave Chappelle did was healthy yep. for American society because yeah. it allows us to have conversations. I wouldn't have had conversations about transgender. Trans. Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, no, I wouldn't. I, I, just to be honest, I wouldn't have had a, a deep down conversation about the trans community. But every single podcast that we've done for the past four weeks has had them inside of the conversation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So what he did, yes, it created a lot of controversy within that community because they felt attacked, Mm -hmm. but it allowed for people who aren't within the community to actually share our opinions. And so now, you know, a lot of people should just be like, okay, now that I'm hearing people's opinions, people really don't give a fuck what y'all do. It's up to y'all what y'all do, but y'all are trying to put it to where it's like us against them, but it's really everybody together. So I do agree with Jay-Z. I do believe that the conversation is necessary. And I do believe that the more divisive, the better it is for society because we're able to at least have a communication. But the conservatives are right. If there is censorship culture and if there's cancel culture, then the dialogue isn't able to be held, which means that we can't come to a mutual ground because it's either this or this or nothing versus us having a conversation. I will say this, right? Conversation is different, but I find in the con- in the in the conservative conversation, it's excluding. It's exclusive. Lot. It's exclusive. So mm-hmm. it's like if you're gonna exclude people from the conversation, you're gonna exclude immigrants. You're gonna exclude Native Americans. You're gonna exclude whatever, right? Then cancel culture is what necessary. No, not necessary, but that is what it you're looking for. <clears throat> that is oh. what you're looking for. We Unconscious, need a whole, subconsciously though, right? They don't know need, they're looking for it. Yes, no, but once you exclude people, once you make people the enemy, like when Donald Trump got on stage and said, Mexico is sending us their rapists, they're yeah. sending us their worst, they're sending us that. They're criminals, yeah. You're targeting... Mexicans. You're, but you're targeting an aspect of humanity. You're targeting. Yeah. So, if you're targeting them, that section of people that you're targeting have a right to cancel you. So it's not like the cancel culture is coming out of nowhere. Like your fucking conversation is divisive. So it's necessary when it's. No, necessary. it's not. I don't think it's necessary. But I'm saying it's human, it's human nature, nature to be against to, to block that's out something that's some attacking you. Yeah. That's a right? fact. Right? I, I am that to the core. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna yeah. block it out, human naturely, and when people block you out, they're gonna cancel you. Yeah. So it just comes with the territory. So yeah. your conversation has to be, well, I feel like this, right? It has to be something out of 
trying to understand the other side. It yeah. can't be so like, do you think that the baby was canceled, or do you think that there's a lot of people who just was like, you're talking some shit that I don't agree with, so I'm not going to stream your music or attend That's funny that you brought up the baby, because this week he actually came out. Uh, that was one of the topics I was going to talk about, but like some of the, the, the news reports were a little different, so I decided to kind of stay away from it. Uh, but essentially what happened was uh, there's an organization, I forgot their name, uh, but the CEO of that organization oh, yeah. is supposed to be is supposed to be like organization for like the public relations for LGBT uh, to, uh, LGBTQ community. And essentially, uh, the first article said that they basically gave the baby approval for to go back and make money again and tour again. So the so they, the the negative feedback they got was like, oh look at them, they're able to show their power that they could literally stop. A artist, the baby, from making mm, any money, yeah. and that's why the the what was it the Lollapalooza concert or whatever mm-hmm. it was like presented by the baby presented by Lollapalooza or whatever it was. So like the the concert people was like in agreement with that organization to allow him to come back on. But then another yeah. report came on saying that the CEO said that they twisted their words about the article and everything. So that's why they really want to bring it up. But you kind of touched on it that they have a certain amount of power that most people do not have. Black people don't have that much power as that community just did to take away someone out. Like they literally stopped him from making any money since it happened. It blurs the line of color. That 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 community blurs the line of color, and that's I always say this because it has to be mentioned because. For some reason, LGBTQ is always correlated with black black culture and history, which I can see how because it's two oppressed types of people. But when you have a society that blurs lines, you can be black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever the case may be. But there's an LGBTQ in all of those different communities. So it it kind of transcends race to an extent only because every race is a part of that community. And that's why that effect was taken on the baby. You know, because there's some people who don't even associate with that community, but they'll cancel the baby because they feel like that community should have rights because they either secretly in that fucking community or they have a close friend or family member that's in that community and they're having empathy towards that. So I can can 100% see where that's coming from, but I can guarantee you, Jamal's right. Cancel culture is actually healthy to an extent because extent. I guarantee you that nigga's gonna watch his mouth next time he's on stage. Oh yeah. yeah. He's never gonna say shit. Mm-hmm. Now Boosie ass, he's, he's, he's gonna un- say something. He's uncancelable. Cause he has a cult <laughs> following too. It's Boosie? Cult yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's in five he's in like maybe two thousand uh c- capacity like oh, venues, right? So it's like people that go see him are yeah, it's a niche. They feel they feel what he says, right? He, he's not cancelable. Like he wasn't on on beginning of it. Like if if you're really a, a hip hop fan and you're like just in mainstream hip hop, mm-hmm. you know nothing past wipe him down. Like yeah, from this guy. So it's like. Who cares what the fuck he says? Honestly, I'm to saying. To be completely honest, nobody's, no, the majority a, of people aren't checking for his, his ideology. He, he is uncancelable because mm-hmm. niggas, like, real hip-hop nerds ain't checking for that. Nigga. No. Like, unless you're from his fucking 
coast or his state or you know just or you're just a southern rap hip-hop star yeah like it's not my cup of tea yeah it's not and i will say what he says doesn't fucking matter the organization is called relationship unleashed and it was a ceo gwendolyn clemens who uh who they miscued her words and then she said no that wasn't uh, what they basically said. So, to be honest, I don't think that I don't think that. Um, to me personally, I've always been streaming hella controversial artist music, and I'm not gonna start naming names because then y'all gonna try to cancel me. I'm not gonna give you that power um, because I know better. But at the end of the day, I listen to a lot of different artists that were supposed to be canceled, but because I'm a fan, I listen to them. So Jamal's right. Bootsy has a specific niche of people who yeah. believe he has a in his ideology and. You know, he's going to make money regardless. He's going to be able to sell out an arena of 2,000 people or more. You know, I don't know your numbers. Don't come for me. Um, but at the end of the day, I do believe I believe that all of it's healthy. Cancel culture. You got to um, be able to have a healthy conversation. And yes, it could turn to an argument. Yes, it could turn to a debate. But after all things are said, both sides have to be willing to come together <laughs> and agree on whatever they just discussed, the argued, and that'll be the consensus, and that's how growth happens in humanity. Mm-hmm. The you take what you take one side, you take the other side, you combine it. What's made out of that is what we're gonna move forward with. Too bad it's not how that shit is. Humans are too fucking fickle, bro. Like I hate humans. Like they they're too emotional. They they don't know how to they don't know how to put themselves in other people's shoes, and that's that's the reason why we haven't transcended as a as a as humanity. Like, I really do feel like people care too much. Yeah, but I think... They care too much. It's funny, though. We, I think this brings us... And we talked about this, too, during, like, the Anything But The News contest we did, like, months ago. But it's, like, the great filter. If humans can get just more peaceful to each other... Understanding. <laughs> or, or, or just not give a fuck. The things we could accomplish. Yeah. We could be on another planet if we weren't trying to be in the next arms race with each other, building space weapons, space weapons, and nuclear lasers mm-hmm. and things like that. We could be in a much better place when you put our minds where we This is how your reaction them. should be. For real? Alright, cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Having an opinion doesn't help humanity. I will say this though. Like, the problem is, like, people, like, common people can have that argument, right? So, I want to tap into what Hope said, like, our, pol- our political officials need to have dialogue. That's how we're passing shit. Like, if you can't have a conversation about passing certain legislation that makes sense, then we're not going to get doomed. anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere. And this is where... Oligarchy, like governments, are making their arguments. Like, if it's one person able to say how the country goes, they're gonna move. Oh hell yeah! We're not moving. Yeah. So we will be left behind in this this like unable to compromise type shit. It's gonna come back and bite us. It'll in the bite ass. you in the ass. So you have to. It's coming it to bite us in the ass. Speaking of biting. Um, what's going on in Ethiopia? Yo, since we want, since we were talking about rebellion and shit. So, in Ethiopia, there's a modern day civil war. 
basically the government versus um, I forgot what what the rebellion what the rebels are calling themselves but it's causing all kind of craziness like American government tell, is telling Americans don't go there no, don't go there and they'll leave as soon as possible as soon as possible no they right so I I really don't even know what they're fighting about to be honest <laughs> But it has to be some It's a thing, and it's it is causing um, re- like relief aid can't get a, get to the rebels. They can't get to the rebels because the government of Ethiopia is preventing the UN and other government bodies from sending aid to that side of the town, city, uh, country, the country. So it's it. It's really, really bad over there. So it's, I don't know if this was right or not. Is Ethiopia, Ethiopia kind of turning into, well, if we don't get it under control, that's essentially what's happening with the Taliban taking over Afghanistan, right? It's, not as aggressive. But, but Afghanistan, we froze like their money and everything. That's, but, yeah, it's different. So it's, They're like the most extreme end of what end could of happen. It. Yes. So the, so the rebels in Ethiopia have made huge strides against the government. So they're basically on the government's doorstep. Yeah, they're about to be at the capital. They're about to be at the capital and they're about to take over take over the uh, the government. And basically international community is like as a government give in to what they what they say or um, I believe the Biden administration just cut off funding for something with the government. So. Yeah, they uh, they're about to impose new sanctions on Ethiopian officials responsible yeah. for or complicit in prolonging the conflict. conflict. So, so it's which will make things even worse. Worse, <laughs> and it's, it's gonna, gonna make things worse. They're gonna knock them down. So it's yeah. like Ethiopia has get it together. I mean, you're gonna have to peace make with, with the rebels, whatever's going on, because they're winning the war. They're, winning, they're, yeah. they're not losing. They're about to knock off the government. They're on the doorstep. Right? And and the Ethiopian president is telling people to pick up their guns and and, and join them and all that. Oh, that nigga's tripping. So, it's... It's a crazy situation. But I don't understand why people are so surprised because in, in my head, in my ideology, right, great civilizations has fallen, you know, all, all throughout history. All superpowers like, Literally all fall. throughout history. So I don't know why people are so surprised when the shit that has been happening since the beginning of time is still happening. Like, we live in America, a country that was conquered, taken over, stolen, etc., and then we look at other countries like, why are you doing that, bro? What, 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 are, what, what are you thinking? How are you doing this to your people? Nigga, what are you talking about? We did the same shit. Yeah. So it's like we're fighting for the rights of other people after we done already did what we did. And granted, we may be a different America than we were back when we started. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like white people, even though they erase black history, I feel like they erase their own history as well. And they don't want to associate themselves with the savages that, you know, conquered pretty much the world mm-hmm. so and colonized a lot of the world so with that being said it's just like i understand it 
Um, but sometimes you just gotta let shit fizzle out or, or, or resolve itself because for you to insert yourself into a conflict about a government takeover or a restructuring of a government, yeah. I think that's hypocritical as fuck for America to do or, or any other colonizing country. Because it's what we do best. They well, always, what they do best. They always, America's always going to look at an American interest. Yeah. So if you're destabilizing Americans' interests, they're going to want to stabilize it. Oh, so they're doing what they're good at. Yes. Right. They're That's looking out for American interests. Not, not necessarily. Like, sometimes that shit is necessary to create peace. To make sure this shit doesn't leak into other state countries that you have interest in. Yeah. I get the concept. Especially... I just think it's hypocritical. I, just, I get it, though. Especially in this time where it's COVID and they're trying to build factories in Africa to take care of Africa. Mm-hmm. Because Africa doesn't it doesn't have a lot of wealth in the... Gen- in, in the world. So aspect, so what right? can America do in this situation? Do they go Sanction? and occupy it? Uh, to uh, help them out? No. Nope. That's going to cause conflict. Number number one. Because we Biden, just, just went through all that without Afghanistan. Biden is not, He's not getting, doing that shit. He's not getting into it. Any war. Unless it's with China because of that whole shit. I don't even think he's going to do that. that. He doesn't, he want, do he that. doesn't want that. Fuck he won't. Nobody he wants China? that. No one wants that. He won't have it. He's not got space weapons now. He won't have it. There was there's <laughs> literally stories of Biden in, during the um, Obama administration. Yeah, Obama used to have Biden in every key uh, decision in his administration, and it was right there at the end of the table. Oh, that's small. why that that's why that nigga and him are so close, right? So it's literally the generals telling. Obama one thing and it's Biden telling them the other thing we need to pull out we need to do this we need to do that generals are telling them no we cannot pull out that's why Obama stayed that's why Obama's like I'm just gonna take out a lot of troops but we're gonna we leave, need to be leave there I mean Biden telling them to cut his losses get the get out yeah we we already secured the region this and that generals are on the ground and have the information are telling him no, if we leave, the they'll just move back in. It'll be insecure. It'll be uh, detrimental to the whole region, yeah. the whole Middle East. It's gonna collapse. It's gonna collapse. So that's why you had Obama taking military out, but finding a middle ground ground between what the generals are saying and what his and that's when they started using like training up the Afghan soldiers to take over themselves that's when that's why when he that shit didn't work that's why when he became president he was adamant about getting out granted Trump laid the basis of negotiations deadlines yeah negotiations with the Taliban to do the same thing he had the same thing in mind they both agreed Trump and Biden both agreed we're getting out of here immediately. We yeah. don't need to be fighting this war, right? But it, it prior to Biden coming into office, that's why I was surprised because Biden is saying like Trump, Trump's negotiations with the Taliban, yeah. they they went against every hard line that the Trump 
negotiations had. Mm-hmm. And for Biden to come in and just follow the same Trump negotiation that uh, agreement yeah. that he made was a mistake. And that's where we are at right now. That's where we're at right now. Welcome. Uh, that's just a, uh, I don't know, that's the business of politics. It's politics and stabilizing dirty, organizations, man. There's a lot of groundwork in politics that go behind that shit. So, um, and I guess the last, well, not the last thing, another thing we could talk about with Biden before we kind of jump into the more juicy, entertaining topics of the week. Uh, just uh, yesterday, or was that today, they passed the infrastructure bill, the $1.2 trillion uh, infrastructure bill. Uh, if you guys want to kind of take a deep dive of what that's going to encompass, it's supposed to be like one of the most progressive uh, bills over the last couple of presidents. $1.2 decades. trillion. Decades. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's supposed to touch like a lot ever of different industries. Yeah, ever since the creation of the highways. This is, Which was this was needed. Yeah. So this is a well in-depth yeah. uh, money spending bill that's yeah. supposed to do a lot of things. Lot and you uh, had the article up. What was what was it doing again? Uh, damn. Um, this bill is literally gonna affect um, roads and bridges. They needed. have a hundred and ten million for that. Uh, they say that the bridges are are, are not up to key. Well, most of them are not. There's up a bridge to key. in the street that's closed. Yeah. Like yeah, right, right around the corner. Right around the corner. And it's been closed for about a year and a half. Two and you years know what's crazy? <laughs> bridges are some of the most dangerous shit. So for you not to invest in your bridges and you got 18 wheelers running over them holes, mm-hmm. how do you not invest in something that can collapse and kill hundreds of people? Like that don't make sense, but keep going. Um public transit, they have 39 billion for that. Low emission buses, um, things that are gonna help his overall climate yeah. negotiation. Cause I just had that summit mm-hmm. overseas about all of that. Yeah, uh, passenger freight trail, improve on that. There's a backlog uh, since Superstorm Sandy that destroyed some railways, so mm-hmm. they can fix that. They can add corridors, they can improve upon the corridors uh, from the Northeast to the Southeast. So that's important, and, and he used to ride Am- Amtrak from um, Pennsylvania to DC. Mm-hmm. So he has a soft spot for it. Yeah, I used to do that shit too. Yeah, so that that's important. Um, there's uh, 7.5 billion in for electric charging stations, electric vehicle charging stations. That's story. That's good if they're pushing for the electric vehicles. That's good. I'm buying a Tesla next year. And yes, it was, it, it also provides uh, 5 billion for electric school buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get away from diesel school buses. Because that it's are, needed. That's needed. Them run twice a day. Um, <clears throat> internet access for rural areas. These are Republican areas. Uh, 65 billion for uh, so they can get on the internet. So they have to so do more of what they're doing. So they can apply for stuff. So they can, you know, what you need internet for yeah. these days. Um, and and the big the biggest thing. Not the biggest thing, but I think one of the most important things. They have 65 billion in this bill for to, uh, uh, for modernizing electric grids. We saw what happened in Houston during that random freeze. Yeah. Storm. So then, what they gonna connect Texas to the grid? 
I don't think so. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Because Texas is the only state that's not part of the grid. Yeah, yeah, but this is why the assets was in dark. If they if they don't want to connect to the grid, then the sixty five billion will give them to improve their their current their their own grid. grid. Still their decision. Their decision. And that's the crazy thing about it because when I when I found out that bit of news when everything happened and they was just like yeah texas was the only state that said fuck it and they were the only state that was in the goddamn dark so y'all might want to re- 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 revisit that shit or it's going to be another cold ass hurricane season yep um so yeah 65 billion for the grid uh 25 billion for airports you know what i'm saying uh modernize their terminals their runways ramps ramps um all of that so um i know there's a project going on with atlanta airport uh from what's his name warnock warnock and somebody else yeah planned um to 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 grow out hartsfield international which is even more which is yes which is um yeah it's my brother like was tro- talking about this like 10 years ago they're planning on building like an airtropolis yeah. Which is a city at the airport based around like the airport is gonna be its own city. city yeah. With- so so this 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 build, this is what they were waiting for. Um this will help Warnock because he he's this is his project. Warnock and um some private investor. Uh if you go to Atlanta Airport, you can already know they're under construction. Yeah. They're building this, they're building that. But this is literally, tw- I forgot how much money they're getting from the $25 billion. I think they're getting $25 million actually. So they're getting a good chunk. amount of chunk of money that'll improve this airport and grow it out. Um, so water, wa- waste water, you know what happened in France, mm-hmm. you know what happened. Man, and, 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 and coming from that industry, like, I've been to where we're testing schools for, um, lead. Yeah. Going to private companies to do this, so this is a good point. I think there And it's be- America, it shouldn't have been five plus years without that state not having and that sounds kind of fucked up water like, in america <laughs> we should have clean water but it's t- unfortunately it's true like but but it's it's a thing because 70 in the 70s lead pipes were, were a thing, thing. yeah yeah they were a thing they were fact that they weren't they weren't that they didn't do anything about it until there was a problem right if those if there was upgrades available before Flint started happening, then it should have been done as a precaution. I will say you're always supposed you're not supposed to react to things. You're supposed to prevent them from but happening. I'll say this: it was it was on the county level, so it's like county or whoever your water authority is to correct the water mains. It's not federal; like it's and your that's, water that's main. That's true. So the government should the Fed should have been like, face that shit. That shit. Like my brother, my, my brother was telling me, I was talking about the decline of Clinton County ever since, you know, 1996 when the Olympics came to Atlanta and they pushed, you know, anyways, we'll talk about that another day. But you, I realized the decline of Clinton County, he was like, but at the end of the day, you have to realize it's local governments. Like if, if people are moving in and they're not paying property taxes, they're not doing what they're supposed to do as a citizen, then they don't have the funding to be able to fix 
everything needs to be fixed. Yeah. So the decline of Clinton County wasn't because the federal government wasn't giving money or the local government wasn't, I mean, it was, it was because the foundation wasn't there for them to utilize their resources in order to fix things in the first place. So now that, now that Atlanta is overcrowded and a lot of rich people are moving into the South, now we starting to see a lot of upgrades, a lot of different, you know, roads and highway entrances and shit being built. Um, and, and that's just basically because of the influx of people that can actually pay towards taxes that can benefit the community. So what you're saying, I 100% agree with as far as um, it being the county's job to fix the pipes. But I do feel like eventually some type of government should have stepped in and been like, y'all niggas ain't doing what y'all supposed to do. But this is drinking water. Like this is not just regular. But like, that's this, they got led out of schools, bro. Like, but but toys. that's that's the thing, right? So so the federal government will tell you like they'll put you under lawsuits, but it's still your job to pay yeah, for no. it. You have to get it done. The federal government doesn't have money like that. To throw it, in. To trick now off, they do to trick off on counties. Now they, <laughs> now do. they do. So it's like fifty-five billion on water to uh, make clean water, wastewater to improve that, right? So now they a lot of so you're gonna see a lot of projects going on around your area. What? No matter where you live in America, you're gonna see some projects. You're gonna see jobs, roads, codes. Yes, you're good. Yeah, you're gonna see it. So, um, the, the main thing, right? So how are they paying for it? I'm going to read this part. So the five-year spending package would be paid for by tapping $210 billion in unspent COVID-19 relief aid and $53 billion in unemployment insurance aid some states have halted, along with an array of smaller pots of money like petroleum reserve sales and spectrum auctions of for 5G services. So that's how they're gonna pay for all. So basically they said, give us our money back, y'all ain't using it. Yeah, and I think this, the overall thing, right? This is a, a, a definitely a win for America. This is a win for the Biden administration that needs a win really bad. They need a win. Um, so this is a win. So the next thing is his, uh, his spending plan, his 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 human infrastructure bill. So before we wrap up this, is is he ever gonna touch our student loans, or did no. we over that? No, just I don't think that's. I don't think. I think. I think. There's more important shit to focus on. To be honest, to me, I think so. I think so. I really do. I really do. I think he's gonna wait. Like every president in his last year gets really crazy yeah. with the pay. They get crazy. Yeah, that's with what the they. That's like, when I'm they, done yeah, anyway. I'm done. So, executive order. Executive order. Yeah, executive yeah. order. So, <laughs> if wait you, for that. we have to wait for that. But depending on how it's four, this is his first four years. You gotta last but not that. least, where's Kamala? No, Kamala's out here. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I did the same shit last week. No, no, no. She's that was that was an aspect of the fucking uh, Kanye. Kanye yep. interview. <laughs> But if you're not really into politics, you don't understand what the fuck she's doing. They're literally putting her on a tour of Europe. So she's fixing, like, relations between France, like, whatever. Australia because of that whole deal. Yeah, she's, so Biden. They still salty on that? Yes. Biden, (laughs) Biden, Biden, Biden went over there and they had a whole sit down just for that. 
And wow. now they're having a second sit down with her. So she's going around Europe. Prior to that, she has been dealing with Mexico, Mexico, yeah. the, the South yeah. America. Yeah, see that. What is happening that they the, can the, fix? The migrants. Yes, so they can fix the aspects of South America that makes people want to come to America. So they're trying to fix aspects. And she's the head of that. So because you don't see her, doesn't mean she's, she's not working. All right, uh, that is enough with the heavy politics and administration news. Uh, good to stay up to date on all of that to know what's actually going on in the country. Uh, but some bigger things kind of happened throughout the weekend. Uh, and now we're going to finally talk about Kanye West being on Drink Champs. Uh, he was on there for, well, it was like an hour and a half. It was like two hours. Two, yeah, two hours and a half. It was like their number one most streamed uh, Drink Chance episode now. Uh, I'll actually have the number here where, uh, let's see. Drink Chance interview breaks viewership record for Revolt. Uh, had three million viewers in its first 12 hours of release. And that goes to like, I mean, just out of the hall that talks about like the strength of his brand, right? Mm -hmm. And just like to kind of jump ahead when he was talking about all the different peers he had, and he named out like 50 plus different people. And he was like, My peers are the owners of Balenciaga, uh, the Tim Cooks, and he was just name dropping everyone. It was like, It's like, damn, he's really in his bag right now, but. Uh, that's Kanye for you. Uh, we have some things to really kind of isolate of what he kind of uh, spoke about during this to get some uh, topics going. But uh, what did you guys kind of think about it? Do you think he was over the line? Was he talking nonsense? Was he making sense? Uh, what I do think you he's doing what Kanye does best, bro, which is troll and be a menace to society in order to generate clout. Um, and, and, and even when we was watching the Fat Joe interview, it was Fat Joe and um, Nori. Nori, right? And, and Fat Joe literally asked this guy, he was like, when you was hanging out with Kanye, because Kanye hung out with Nori for two days after the, after the interview, right? Yeah. This nigga Fat Joe said, how did you perceive Kanye? And this nigga Nori had nothing but nice words to say. Yeah. Nothing but nice words to say. He was like, you know, to be completely honest, we was having dinner with this guy and he was reading poems out of his phone and it was kind of like a spoken word spoken word and he basically was talking about how he can see how his poems turn into raps mm-hmm. um but to be completely honest nori was like i put a whole bunch of my goons because kanye came without no security, security for whatever reason but um these niggas was like no you're in miami you know, I'm not gonna let you anything happen to you while you with me because then yeah. I'm gonna be canceled yeah. in New York and all these other type of places. Like I'm not gonna be able to go anywhere if you die on my watch. So he just surrounded the nigga by a whole bunch of his, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, I do believe that Kanye West is a social genius. I do believe ever since he stepped on stage and told Taylor Swift what the fuck he felt, mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing because it's not the ne- it's not the positive news that gets clout, it's the negative shit. So anything that he has done, rants, hopping on stage, talking shit, all that shit calculates into numbers and calculates into viewership and shit like that. So him talking all that shit throughout the podcast, it may have been wholehearted truth or it may have been a setup so that he can get viewership and numbers. So so to piggyback off what you said, I think it's a little bit of him being trolly and a little bit of him knowing that he's gonna set people 
up to be angry. You know he's gonna set people up to have a conversation about certain Dialogue. things he's involved with. And a lot of things a lot of things are kind of point out too. He said it a lot. He was like, I'm gonna make Nori be my Joe Rogan. So he knew he was kind of gonna be because he was he was kind of speaking in a sense like he was Elon. Because he likes to compare himself to Elon and also he was like, I'm gonna allow you to be my Joe Rogan, because you know that's when Elon went on smoked and smoked weed, weed and yeah. did a lot of shit and and so essentially, that's why he kept on grabbing the RRP tombstone. He was like, "They're gonna kill me after this one." They gonna do it. so like he kind of knew what he was doing, saying some real like. He knew uh, what he was doing. Uh, I'm gonna say shit that he wouldn't say to niggas' faces. Uh, I think he'll probably say some of that. No, shit. No, 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 he ain't say none of that shit to nobody's face. So, he didn't say yeah, that shit. Not to Big Sean yeah. or to. Soldier Boy. Or the Soldier Boy. Soldier yeah. Boy blew up on him afterwards. Probably. Yeah. Tyler, probably. He was like, my shit sucks that Why you ain't tell me that shit? You should talk to you. Look at my phone, nigga. You should tell me that shit, nigga. You told me my verse was good, nigga. Oh, yeah, but there was, there was a lot of things that he talked about from, like, uh, you know, just him talking about his wife, how they're not technically divorced yet, so everything yeah. that's going on, and the whole relationship shit going on with her and Pete Davidson right now, he doesn't know what's really happening with that, yeah. uh, to like, yeah, that's the thing going on right now. Oh, yeah. He has like, he, Pete has him like out in Staten Island doing dinners and yeah. shit like that. So who? Kim Kardashian. Kim? Yeah. Out with Pete? Yeah. 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 Nice. So, uh, and then he talked about just like his influence as a business person and how he wants yeah. to start like, uh, a business where everyone's like, what do you like? Because uh, he had the same term that uh, Andrew Yang and that shit, where he was giving the money or whatever. Thousand dollars a month. Yeah, no, not even that, but he no, said no. he wanted people to be like wealthy in the community or whatever. And yeah. some, I forgot what he said, but he had, like, he had a lot of topics that he talked about. He doesn't have like a home right now, he lives in like a little bag. And that's how he gets like his rich friends to give him shit. He went to go hang out with the Balenciaga owner with a little bag. Stayed in and his house. Stayed in the house. And then he just gave him underwear and shit to, to wear yeah, because yeah. he didn't have anything with them. So. Sounds like a mirror. <laughs> I used to travel with a box. No, wait. That's a little, that's a little sad, but. <laughs> I remember I that thing. If I couldn't pack my shit in the box. That was it. <laughs> so I did want to point out a couple of things uh, that I wrote down that uh, Kanye kind of spoke about. Uh, one, he said that everyone thinks for themselves, especially black leaders. What do you guys have to think about that? First of all, I love black leaders. He said everybody thinks for themselves, especially black leaders. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I, I do believe that black leaders have a certain type of power to wherein they can be more themselves in in um, corporate environments because we just we just had a different training ground as we were growing up, so we are used to a lot of different shit. Like a rich a rich white boy, and no offense, but they'll they'll lose something or or something will happen to them, and they'll be ready to take their own life. Oh. But some shit will happen to us, and we're just like, okay, we've been through the jungle, we've had certain hardships, we've done certain things in our training ground growing up, mm -hmm. to where right now we can set the tone and set, you know, our prices, and they're gonna have to just go with it because we're not gonna back down. So I do believe what he's saying to be true, um, but you have to have that power within yourself to understand that that's the type of power that you have over these companies and corporations. <clears throat> that's what you were saying. 
That's it. Yeah. It's like we would we we at and then and, and even me, I used to work blue collar jobs, every single job. I was a truck driver, I used to work in waste management, <clears throat> I used to do all types of shit that y'all wouldn't even imagine. But at the end of the day, like once I got into corporate America, which I'm, which is what I'm doing now, I'm running circles around these niggas. Why? Because I have a certain understanding about life and about different ideologies and about how things work. And I don't let shit get to me. So I've risen above the ranks fairly quickly amongst my peers only because I can handle more shit than they can handle. Yeah. Only because of my training mechanism from, you know, all the stuff that we went through as children. As being black in America. Yeah. We, we definitely go through different shit to kind of make us tough, tough enough to corporate bullshit. They can't handle um, us. But what us. I was talking about previously is actually uh, Kanye was talking about making himself. Uh, hold on, here it is. He's looking to make himself a publicly traded entity and to create a, a universal basic income. And he calls, he has the biggest brand on the planet with Yeezy, with Yeezy and Donda. We have the biggest brand. We moved Gap stock by $2 billion in an hour when he put my name next to it. Yeah, so I'm true. going to make myself a public and create universal basic income and go public for a trillion and make universal wealth. But how is he How is he going to accomplish that without the means of... So he, what he's, he's talking about reminds me of... He's probably gonna, yeah, he's probably going to say he's going to yeah. make an LLC for Kanye West and he's going to make Kanye West a publicly mm-hmm. traded company, so you can invest directly into Kanye West. But how does that create <laughs> generational? Because wealth? if you're putting your money into it, then you're gonna build your he's returns already, like a stock. Supposedly, he's already the richest person. Yeah, richest black, black person, person in the worth world. nine billion. Nine billion. But how is that gonna help me? Because if you invest no, no, in him, you invest in him, then you'll get returns on that money. You, you it's will, like a stock yeah. or a crypto, right? You right. put money in, right. and that the base depending on what they do, you're basically putting your money in Kanye West, not a company, not an organization. You're like what whatever, whatever comes out of Kanye West's Kanye, mind, that's, you're saying that you want to back that. You're gonna put money behind, which is which is which I think is that's a great what Fat Joe was saying too. It's a good idea, but think about it like this, right? I understand. I don't. I really don't. I'm not into stocks. I'm into crypto. But same like the same concept applies, right? So when you're putting your money behind the coin, it's because the coin you're getting it at a certain price point, and it's and it appreciates with value. And then some people end up missing out because they can't afford the stock. So if he's saying that he's going to be a two trillion dollar public traded entity, how can me as a common because citizen not, it's not going to start at stock? two trillion? Right, I get it. But <laughs> it's going to be a publicly. All stocks start at an IPO. Get in where you fit in. It's, yeah. it's just, just like, like everything else. Yeah. yeah. If you get in early, you then you're gonna win. If you wait and while he's going up, then you're gonna have to buy at a higher up. It's just like everything else. I get else. it, but that's not an idea for universal income. Yes. Because unless unless he's if giving minorities inv- priority over yeah. the majority, he's doing it based off people who invested him. So he's saying he's gonna make his his image, his brand accessible enough. Based off whatever stock price it is, which is gonna go up and down depending on if he releases his business, something or if right? he says something, right? right? Then then you invest in that. Mm-hmm. And what happens it? when his stock goes to three hundred dollars per share? How does that help the universe? Then you better hope he splits and he get in when it splits. See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like corporate there, America. There may be a way for him to do it, but I'm I'm, but I'm no, kind of seeing he has it to as have, he has to he has to have a plan, bro. That's not what he's saying is like a dream. 
No, 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 no. That's no, a plan. No, no, no. It's a plan, but it's it's a it's a dream because say for instance, that's right, like someone. If think about what Donald Trump is doing, not comparing him to Donald, but Donald Trump has a spat, which is like comparison. it's a good comparison. It's, it's a great comparison. How Donald Trump to start his social media company, I forgot what it was called already. What what it's gonna be called? Uh, basically, he has is connected to a stock company, a spat where it's directly influenced. So you can invest in his social media company by investing in the SPAC, the stock that is under. I get it, but I don't understand how that can be sustainable over a period of time. Like I get it, like there's gonna be a lot of people who invest in Kanye West and his brand, and they're gonna get in at the beginning. Like I'm gonna buy some, sh I'm gonna buy some Kanye. Like that's just a fact. But at the end of the day, like say for instance, five years from now, when most of his stock is bought up and his stocks are trading at $200 per share, that's no longer the idea that he presented to us, which is universal. What do you mean? Because a lot of people aren't going to be able to get in at those price points. So I don't think I don't think his stock is key to his universal. Yeah. yeah, he's just saying invest in him. So there's a once, so he, there's gets, a, once oh. he gets to a trillion, he's gonna. So he's trying to be Mother Teresa. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because I'm, I'm not seeing it. I, I get it, but the math isn't adding up. But I get it. I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to do something that most philanthropists can't do. Like even say for instance, the richest people on the earth, they can literally. But no, I've I've never heard anybody get to a trillion. No, that's what he's. Looking so he's for. saying. Elon Musk is going to get there before him. It depends on if he goes know. public with SpaceX or not. If he goes public with SpaceX, he'll get to a trillion. If he stays private, then it'll be a little harder to just do that. If he with stays private, Tesla. then that'll be a um, loss. But yeah, back to. Uh, Not really. He still has contracts with the company. Yeah. Um, all those space shuttle stuff. Way. He's good. Uh, so Kanye also said, and this one's a little divisive. I won't even say divisive. It's kind of like to the point a bit. He says when, when he hears a white person say a rapper or a hip hop artist, he hears them saying nigga. Because he says that's basically throwing them in a box and confiding him to what? But you are a rapper. You're a rapper. Mm hmm. So. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't the thing, get it. The thing I hate about most, right? With rap, right? With music, right? Is when I think, like, a rapper wants to go outside of his genre mm -hmm. to try and get more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Followers? I don't know. It's but like Little Wayne doing they, rock and roll. Oh my gosh, horrible. Cutting go out of rock and roll. Horrible. 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 But that but they're trying to expand their fan base. 808s and heartbreak to me? Horrible. Horrible. He actually talked about that too, because that that means you probably missed out on the free he talked about the whole shit too, how like the no, 808, the sound yeah, is like a it's shame. a frequency it's for the shot. It's bad though. So I, I like the album. That's one of my favorite Kanye albums. That so, album no. fucks with my chakras. It's so, so I can't. Horrible. It's, it and, and that's what we got. Music is is, is art. It's yeah. divisive. You're gonna feel one way about it. You're gonna feel one way about it. But I will say that that God shit like that it. he's doing, like like the, all the research that he's doing into sound technology, I do believe that that's real. I do believe. I don't think 808 Heartbreaks was it. Yes. But I do believe that some of the music that he creates and some of the music that Janae Aiko creates and all these other spiritual people, they do a lot of research on sound and how it influences the body and the frequencies inside of your brain. So I think he's one of something, but I don't think that 808 Heartbreaks was it because that shit was too deep into my, it was deep into my root chakra. Like that shit was deep, but I do believe that he's on to something, but I just don't think he has a formula straight yet. But I... 
I, I do believe that Kanye West is doing the majority of the crazy shit that he's doing for Cloud. Mm. I do believe that to be true because he's a way more sane nigga. No, he's a way he more sane enough, nigga. He has too he much money to care with anyone. Yeah, I think he's he's the richest he's black different. man in in history. I don't think he gives a shit. Mm, but he understands the science that. of humanity. Like, well, if, if the number is right. Yeah, right. let's right. put that yeah. preference. Yeah. Then yeah. yes. Yeah. So if that is right, he walks like that number is right. He does. <laughs> he acts like that number one. is right. Forbes gave him that number too when he first came out that he was. The Forbes, he had a problem. With Forbes. He did. Forbes, Forbes was, like, was like, "Are you a billionaire?" Yeah. For was it Jay Z or was it you? Like, was it Jay Z or was it you? Some people are giving it to him. Some people aren't. But he yeah. walks like he is that richest black person. But I think he's on to something. Like I really do think that Kanye West is on to something. I think that his social economics is very. I, I think what this his podcast showed this week is really how fast his brain works. He's He's always thinking of the next thing while giving you an explanation of what he's trying to talk to you about. So sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you peel it back, you kind of dig deeper. Then it's like, oh, okay. This isn't the first thing he went on. He went on Joe Rogan, too. He did. He did. did. And even Black Skinheads. That was a very futuristic album. It was. And and to me, I really appreciated it for what it was. Some of it, yeah. But it was it was it was too ahead yeah. of but right now but for people thing, to understand. But the thing about it is he knows what his best work was. He he mentioned Dark Twisted Fantasy as his best. That shit was depressing to me. He mentioned that shit a ton. And that is his best work. I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's an entertainer, and and he completely. That's what everybody says. He's an entertainer. He completely. And even 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 what's his name, Nori? He even said it. He was like, he's an entertainer at all times. Like even when he was at the restaurant and they was having casual dinner, he was still entertaining his guests. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like I said, I do believe that Kanye West is meticulously doing everything that he's doing because he's he's written down and he said this is what's going to work and it may be some off the wall shit but at least we're talking about it like we're talking about it now and at the end of the day him and Big Sean could have this whole entire coup for him to have Will on there and been like oh da 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 and then Big Sean is just like oh I'm coming back so they're just like they're piggybacking off of each other on the drama and at the end of the day, it's all curated. Like, people can curate realities. And I yeah. think that he is the curator of reality when it comes to but, okay, so his how brand. do you feel about loyalty? That was his thing, right? <clears throat> that was, Tell the backstory. So, he said, so the question was quick slime, quick time with slime, a game Nori frequently plays on his podcast, yep. right? And the and the decision was the question he asked him, Big Sean or Pusha T. He said Pusha T because Pusha T never um, he didn't agree with him at his mega hat mm-hmm. aspect, but he never went to he never went public about it. About it. More he never went public said. against he never went public against that thought, right? He never went public against him, but Big Sean 
for a long time was separating himself. Yeah. We could tell, like, you could tell Big Sean wasn't fucking with him when he was making seven albums. And he wasn't one of them. And he wasn't one of them. And he's still dropping an album that year, but it's with Metro. Yeah. So, you can tell Big Sean has been moving away from him for a long time. So, it has been said, there's been rumors, a couple of articles have been saying that uh, Kanye does have some of Big Sean's masters and it is worth like three to six million that he's supposed to be getting from Kanye for it, Mm -hmm. but he won't give it to him. Yeah. He even said on Twitter that he's giving all his artists back his masters, and Big Sean retweeted that shit and commented like, "Oh, for real? Yeah. Like, is that what you're really doing? Yeah. Because it's not what he's really doing. Yeah. Yeah. He's clout chasing like he usually does. But I don't want to call it conflict because he can get all the attention he wants if negative attention is the best attention. Attention is attention these days. I get it, but negative attention is more than positive attention. That's how society, and it's unfortunate. It really is. Like, I, I hate to, because I'm a very controversial person. I almost said positive person, but I'm not. But at the end of the day, like, I do feel like Kanye West understands that humanity likes drama. Mm-hmm. And he's going to insert himself into drama and rants and this and that because everybody's going to be talking about it. And as long as you're talking about Kanye West, he's getting notoriety for it. But what were we talking about? Big Sean, right? Mm-hmm. This is how I feel about that shit. Mm-hmm. I understand loyalty wholeheartedly. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very loyal when it comes to the people who I hang around, the people who I decide to be in my friend group, right? Mm-hmm. But say for instance, Jamal, he put me on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, I think you're a very talented individual. Let's make money together, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he signs me. He gives me a certain amount of money to get my shit off. And now he owns my masters. He gets world, I get royalties. You know, we're, we basically have this symbiotic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That's all fine and dandy. But for Kanye West to come out and say that you owe me a certain amount of loyalty because I gave you a shot, I don't, I don't believe that that shit is- Yeah, you can't hold- You cannot hold that shit over somebody's hold, head. Yeah. Because you knew what the fuck you was getting when you signed me. Because you knew I was a, a fire ass rapper. You knew I had concepts. You knew I was. You knew I was Big Sean before you signed me. I didn't know I was Big Sean, maybe, but he knew my potential, and he made hell of money off of Big Sean. Let's be clear. So when Big Sean goes on air and says Big Sean is the biggest mistake that I ever made, he's, yeah. he's the worst person I ever signed. That hits home to me because at the end of the day, it's like. I don't give up. I really don't care, to be completely honest, if you put me on or not. There has to be a mutual level of respect in order for me to give you respect. And that's how I feel about that whole shit. So I don't believe that because you made me millions, I'm supposed to forever be loyal to you. I don't believe that to be true. I believe that if you gave me a shot, and you gave me a chance, that's what, what was happening in that current time. But if you go on live, with three million people saw that shit yeah. in the first forty-eight hours, and the first thing you said out your mouth was the biggest mistake I ever made was signing yeah. Sean. I mean, if I'll, that shit wasn't talked about before you did the interview, and that's how you really feel, yeah. I'm gonna we'll have talk, a fucking problem. But we'll talk about Agreed. after after he did the bit after he did the interview, Sean saw him. 
Right. And that was my that was my biggest problem because not only not, not only did you talk shit about me, but you hee hee ha ha with me right after the interview. Yeah. And you didn't tell me that you was talking shit about me previously, so it's just like where does the line blur between loyalty and respect? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like I can give my loyalty to anybody who ever did anything for me. I'm the most I was struggling through my early twenties. And I give loyalty to everybody who ever helped me out. If you need something, I got you. Yeah. Because I'm blessed. But at the end of the day, if any of my homies, like say for instance, Jamal, I keep bringing that nigga into subject topic. If Jamal was to sit here and say, if it wasn't for me, this nigga wouldn't be where the fuck he is right now. This nigga was the worst investment I ever made. I'd be like, fuck that nigga, let's fight. Yeah. Let's fight. Yeah. You got all that shit to talk, let's fight. And I don't owe you any more respect because now you're 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 tarnishing my name in the public eye, which is where I make money. And and, and to piggyback off of you when he said there, and he kept on trying to say, like, I know like Big Sean personally to kind of like say it's not I like, know his mother. Yeah, he kept on like bringing that up to us, like, yo, it's it's not personal. This isn't like personal. This is just business. It's just business. But right. it didn't sound like it was just business. It sounded personal. It's, it, it sounded so personal. If you owe a man six mil, for pay him the six mil. If you give everyone your master, you're the master. If you're not, then let him know. Don't, don't keep him in no gray so he doesn't know what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. But, but, like I said, I feel like it's curated because right after it came out, Big Sean, Big Sean and them was hanging out with each other. Like, there's absolutely no way that right after the interview, they standing in each other's company and he wasn't was listening him, to the interview. Big Sean and Hit Boy. And Hit Boy. Now, it's, was it all the same day or was it like... It was the same, same day. It wasn't the same day. It was like after the interview. Yeah, it had to be like a day or so after. after. So So they was in the same city. They hanged out. They kicked it. But he probably didn't see the interview at that no, point. No, 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 no. But it's the drama, right? So Big Sean got on Twitter and was like, oh, this nigga, this nigga didn't say all that shit to me. I was standing right next to him right after the interview happened. Yeah. And but then next thing he said was, I can't wait to get on Drink Champs. So I don't know if it's Drink Champs marketing this shit. Like, hey, if you hype this beef up, I'm going to give you a certain check. I'm going to do this because money influences everything. Well, we have, we have so to, we have to also say, during, during the Nas hit boy, Party when he dropped that shit, right? He made a direct shot at Kanye. Mm-hmm. He said, What did he say again? He said, It's just me and bro. It's just me, it's and, me and bro, bro in, the studio. in the studio. It's not 10 niggas making the beat. It's not 10 niggas right in the rhyme. Yeah. It's just me, me and him. bro. And that and that was on Kanye's release date mm. that he made that speech. But whoever smoked it dealt it, my nigga. So if, if he said and that, he knows. it wasn't no direct shit. If he didn't say, I'm not like Kanye. I don't got 10 niggas in the studio. I'm not like Kanye. I don't got 10 niggas emphasizing on what I'm rapping. He literally just said, it's me and Brian in the studio. But, so but if what? Kanye felt some type of way about that, that's because he's not doing what the fuck so this he's thing, saying. This thing is heavy because, Roar, okay, so I'll, I'll play it. I'll say some shit like Rory and Maul mm-hmm. during their podcast. They have a they have an interview with Hip Boy. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. So in their interview, the first thing he called after that after that speech, he was like, the first thing I woke up to was a message from Hove. He said, Hove hippie, I had to email me, and he opened the email. He was like, Yo, I saw your interview about about Yay. 
and that's where the where it ended. Like they didn't talk no more about it. That was it. So you have you know Jay ain't having that shit. No, still his big brother. Jay's not having that shit. Still his little brother. Still his little bro. He's gonna go to that. That's why he defended him. This might be the return of the throne. Like it might be the return. And that 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 song on Kanye's album where he was like, it might be a return of the throne. I was like, oh shit. So if they can squash their quarrels and their beef. But I, like I said, I don't think that the Jay-Z and Kanye shit was curated, but I do believe that I see Big Sean and Kanye's, whatever happened on Drink Chaps and whatever happened but you have to think, I after think that it was speech, Sean went directly to Hip Boy. He went to, he went to Metro too, but the Metro shit wasn't that good, right? It had a couple of joints. It wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the greatest. Not like this Hip Boy and no, Sean this shit, hip right? This is amazing, yeah. yeah. This so when you, when you see Sean, and, and, and he made the last album. He made most of the last album Makes that Sean sense. made. What was it? Well, Revenants on it? What Detroit was that called? 2. Detroit 2. He made most of Detroit 2, right? So for him to say that with Nas, like, on Kanye's release date, like... It may it's just me, it's just me and bro in the studio. He's not. He doesn't have ten niggas writing his rhyme. Yeah. So I don't have was, ten niggas. I don't have ten niggas making this beat with me. It's just me and bro in the studio. Nas did. Nas was like, "Yo, I got an album with this nigga." <laughs> the, the camera showed Nas one time. He was like, uh, "Nas was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay." But you gotta be strategic, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is. This is way more about strategy than it is like personal feelings. Like I do believe that some people may have personal, you know, ties to a lot of shit that happens in the industry, but you also have to realize think, that there's marketing teams and different advisors I think, and shit. But that but but if I'm a nigga that put you on though, right? I'm kind of I put you on. Mm-hmm. And you go with the next with the next producer, you go with Sean to mm-hmm. produce your shit. Mm-hmm. And you produce the album. Sean produces your last album, and then you drop a mixtape that's fire, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but Sean produces a Legends album, and he talks shit directly at me, talking about it's not a whole bunch of niggas. It's not. A, it's just me and bro. He talks a lot of shit about me. No, 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 not about you. It has nothing to do oh, with you. Oh, I'm Kanye right now. No, 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 no. Or am I Big You're Sean? Big Sean. He's got Kanye. You, got you, got you, got you. He's Kanye. Oh, no, I'm Kanye. You're Kanye. He's a producer. <laughs> he's a producer nigga. He's Hip Boy. Yeah, he's Hip Boy. And you're Big Sean. And I'm Big Sean. <laughs> and you're Big Sean. And this nigga says, it's me and bro. Me and bro. It's me and bro. That's it. And, and, and I have 10 niggas in the studio working with me. I have ten niggas rapping right in my rhymes for me. What am What am I gonna think? I'm gonna it's think a that it's my game up, nigga. It's like, a straight shot. I mean, it may be a straight shot, but it's it's literally. I believe that it's. And you and you're not fucking with me. And you're not you're not missing with me. When I had my rollout for good music, you were not one of them. Right, which I wouldn't be. But you, but in that year, you made a fucking hip boy album. Right, yeah. I get it. So as Kanye West, knowing his personality, At, when course, I get on, when I get on Drink Champs, be like, he's the worst, he's the worst. 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 Yeah. But me as Big Sean, I'd be like, bro, it's just, it's just the game, bro. Like, and that's just what it is. It's just the fucking game, bro. 
Bro. It's the game. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I owe you any loyalty, especially, especially. I put you on. I will say it don't matter. If you I will put say me on. this, and then we can kind of go to the next one. Just because you bring someone on, you can't hold that over you them cannot. forever. I can. Just like little way. Like, unless said, you sign me to a lifetime contract, you know, probably no. did it. No. That if I fulfill my duty, I fulfill my contract, you but made your part off me. Thank you for bringing me into the industry. You can't trap me but guess into, what? you can't put me in a box where I can't go to another producer but, and work. But, but guess what? what? But guess what? You're not getting your masters back. That's fine. That's because fine. Because you're going to make more music with more masters. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's that. yeah. But guess what? That's money gone. Nobody cares about that. And that's what I was like, all right, really? Fuck you. But listen. <laughs> but just think about it like this. Right? That was, that was <laughs> off site. <laughs> 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 Who else did that shit, though? Oh. That's kind of like Lil Wayne and Baby, nigga. It's kind of like Lil Wayne and Baby. It's only different. It's only different people because need of the to narrative. Stay out of, people need to stay out of that. It's only different they're because of the narrative. They're gonna, they're gonna fucking fix their problem. They're gonna fix and their I'm problem. Pro- but what I'm, but, but the reason why I said that is But Baby is not gonna forget who talks. But but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like. Like say for instance, if I'm Lil Wayne, you Baby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Baby, completely just was like, I'm robbing this nigga. I'm, I'm robbing everybody. He was robbing everybody, right? And if it doesn't make it right, it doesn't make it right. But we don't know how Big Sean was feeling, just like how that whole scam came up with Lil Wayne. He ended up suing No, Baby obviously like Big Sean felt a way because he, he separated himself. He felt the type of way. So we can't invalidate Big Sean's feelings because we're not in that environment. So Big Sean felt the type of way based upon but, like, there's a like even Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne said, guess what? He said after Nicki and after Drake got to a certain point, he let them go. Yeah. So to be their own person and to build their own brand and do what they needed yeah. to do but, as an artist. But, but, what, is, but what does Drake do every song? OVO? No. What every song? What? Every song he reps Wayne. He reps Wayne because he's, he's, the, he's the mentor. He's the mentor. And Lil Wayne didn't do a baby to Drake. You, ne- you There's no song where Big Sean's talking about uh, uh, Kanye is the biggest artist, but he doesn't mean more to me. Right, but Lil Wayne and, I Lil Wayne know, and Drake every don't Drake have the same song? relationship. Drake is literally the biggest artist, and he I think three to six shots. million will make you not want to say that in a song. But think about Maybe it. not, though. But they don't have the same Maybe relationship. Not. That's what I'm saying. Maybe not. Lil Wayne did it the right Maybe way. Maybe he Kanye has some of Drake's masters. Maybe he does. But the, the thing Drake created a whole He doesn't need the masters exactly. at this point. But he exactly. let him go. He let him go, exactly. bro. Drake don't need masters to be a millionaire. Exactly. <laughs> but that's not... That's Sean not probably like, needs it. I mean, I won't say that. I wouldn't even say that. But he's not at a Drake level to where he, he doesn't need that. He, that's he, what I'm saying. Right. That's his fault. But we're talking about loyalty. If he was at a Drake we're talking level, about loyalty. We're talking about loyalty. No, but we're talking about loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. Loyalty but has to be also talking about loyalty there's, in there's, the music just, industry, which is a completely and different thing. You don't even hear J. Cole big up Jay-Z anymore. But guess what you don't hear J. Cole do? But do they have real beef? Loyalty. No, there's, there might not be no beef there. Exactly. He just might be like, I'm doing my own thing. There's beef right now with Big Sean and Kanye. I think your example of Wayne was kind of the best way to sum it up. Or the, I won't say the best way, but that's kind of like 
for lack of a better term, that's the way you will want the music industry to, to work. Move. You find someone, you bring them in, you develop them. They get good enough to where they can do that on their own. Bye. They for bringing me job. bags that's, for the past that's, 10 years. That's literally what's happening over there with TDE. Kendrick is leaving, but they're like, we did our job. We made history. We made number one albums. He's able to go and do his own thing. And they made but a bag. They made a bag. Different. It's, it's everything shit. is different. Yeah, I guess it's a situational thing. Because you can't really say Big Sean is the best artist on. But he's not whack either. He's not horrible, saying he's not the best but artist. He's not where? best. On not, where? On, on good music. Who's the best time? artist on good music? Probably Pusha. Probably Tierra Marie. Uh, Tiana Tiana Taylor. Yeah. Probably. Man, Tiana. you got me overall. Uh, Overall, but if, but if Overall. you were as a whole, like as a whole entity, as a brand, no, he's not the best. No, I'm, 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 I'm asking how are you coordinating them? Are you coordinating them just to music, or are you coordinating them as a brand? Because Tiana Taylor is a brand; like she was never really an artist to begin with. What? She's probably she's, the ultimate artist. Let's be clear. She's the ultimate artist. Tiana Taylor has been signed to Kanye West ever since she was like 17 years old. She's just now making music. She's just not making music that people are listening to. Young. And they that had her in right. artist But so was Big Sean when he got signed. So at the end of the day, like I understand what y'all, I, I get what y'all are saying, but y'all can't sit here and say that Big Sean is not good music, one of good music's he's best, not the best artists. He's not the and best And if, if Tiana artist. Taylor is what you got, as somebody that's out Tiana, Big Sean? Tiana, I don't know. You, got, Tiana, you Tiana, cannot Tiana, say that. You got Pusha T and they get thrown. Big Sean has some horrible albums. Are we talking numbers? Like, or are we just talking no, about no, numbers? So, so for rap, I would say it's competition and good music is clearly Pusha T. Yeah. And I would say overall, Man. I would say, I wouldn't even say Tiana. John Legend is right there. If you want to say he's overall. Not on, he's not on good music. Yes, he is. Well, he was. He wasn't, though. He, he he went to straight to the majors like off his first album. Majors was like, nah, you're getting off fucking good music. Man. Right, and that's a lot. That's what Jay Z does with a lot of artists. He'd be like, yo, whatever. But like, that's, that's how he got Megan Stallion out of her deal. These but Drake, like, but Drake, nah. but Drake and Nicki. That's how Universal was like. All right, I want these two. I want these three because it was Nicki and Tiger. Tiger, Nicki, uh, Drake, and Tiger. They got straight off of Young Money. Yeah. They went straight to cash money. John Legend was under good music until June 2020. Really? Damn. Alright, so from Kanye West to a Kanye West protege, right? Travis? Yeah. I guess he's right? a sub- yeah. Travis subset. Scott yeah. just had his Astroworld concert uh, in Houston. What day is today? Sunday was yeah. it yesterday? So Friday and Saturday, yeah. uh, and it did not turn out the way he wanted it to be. So as of today, as of recording, there is eight deaths. The youngest was a 14-year-old who was trampled, and there was over 300 people who was injured during this event. Uh, the security, a security guard, came up and said he was injected in the neck by something in a syringe, and there was people dying, passing out, and the show was still going on. Uh, so he's clearly getting some heat from this. Uh, I actually read an article today that uh, the mayor of Houston was kind of defending Travis. She said that there was more security there uh, than at the freaking, when the World Series was there, because they were just playing. Yeah. So she was giving him some, some, cup, some slack. 
Uh, but what do you guys think of everything that happened? It's a tragic amount of loss. Uh, we kind of talked about Travis's cult following last week a bit. Uh, so let's kind of dive in on that and what you guys think about that. Um, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. When I first, I was following this real time, right? Um, people were live tweeting, talking about people are having uh, heart attacks. Yep. Right? So I thought this was like, this was, I thought it was, they were passing out drugs that were like bad. Yeah. Cause that's what you expect out of Travis Carter. Mm-hmm. Let's just Bats. be honest. Hella drugs. Hella drugs. Halloween. Halloween. Hella um, strong acid. Yeah. They tripping. Trip yeah, it. but as the time went on, it just was like sounding like they were passing it off as a um, two-pack menu. People were pushing to the front. People were getting trampled yeah. and whatnot. So the the. The kid that died, the reason they, they kind of broke it down, uh, why there was such like a tramp, uh, a stampede in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, there was a gate. Yeah, to, And then there was a countdown at the gate for when he was going to start his show. So when it got down to zero and the gates opened, everyone just ran in. Yeah, and yeah. that's where a lot of the, uh, the trampling and the stampede came. And that's unfortunate. We know that lost. shit doesn't work from Black Friday. Yeah. So, Niggas be getting trampled during Black Friday when they open the for gates TV. at Walmart. I would never Black Friday. Man, fuck that. I was just buying cash. Yeah, so uh, back to Travis, though. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? You, ha- you have any thoughts on that? Um, these <laughs> fans are weird. It's too many people. Um, yeah, I wouldn't care if he doesn't do a show again. In the positive side, it's uh Roddy Rich said he's gonna take what he got. I guess he was one of the performers at Travis mm-hmm. what? Astro World and he's gonna take uh the money that he got from Astro World and he's gonna give it to the people that lost their lives. So to the family. I mean give it to the families, yeah, yeah. that nigga can't spend it. That's honorable. That's honorable. Respect that. I expect that that to come from Travis. Yeah. His, I just think that Travis's people came out and made a statement like I read right before we started recording, they were saying that they you know, Travis is, you know, making things right, but at the end of the day, this is how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. Travis Scott knows who the fuck he is, yep. right? He knows his follower base. Yep. He knows that they are a bunch of um, raving ass. No, I'm, I'm, okay, let me not troll. They are a bunch of emotional, um, unstable people who usually tend to use drugs and other mind-altering things in order to perceive life, right? So if you're having a concert, and you know for a fact that there's 50,000 people that's gonna be in the venue, mm-hmm. you know that maybe 50% of these 50,000 people are either gonna be on acid, shrooms, molly, it doesn't matter what the fuck we <clears throat> drink. Like, majority of his fan base is really fucked up, to be completely honest, because when, that's besides the point. I was gonna talk about myself, but at the end of the day, like Travis Scott, Travis Scott invokes a certain type of vibe. vibe that I like to embark on. But I know better than to go to a Travis Scott's concert because I don't like his fan base. You see what I'm saying? And his fan base are usually known to do mosh pits yep. and um, crowd surfing, storm the very stage, physical. and they're very yeah. physical and very violent people, kind of like Trump supporters. But at the at the end of the day, right? He should stop the concert. That's what I was just about to say. There's been, and that's where a lot of his hate, uh, negative comments towards it has been coming from. And a lot of people have been like showing other artists, like 
stop the show yeah. to like, oh, someone needs medical attention over there. Let's make sure they're straight before we move forward. And, and that's what he's getting a lot of heat for because there was a lot of videos. I mean, there's so much videos going around where one, uh, there was one where people was actually at like the producer who's doing the filming trying to get them to stop. Two, there's one where there's literally an unconscious body being like swag served across the field that he's still going in the background. Like you can definitely see a body being moved. But maybe he didn't. But know. he said, and, no, he said y'all know what y'all came for. And then he said that shit. He said and, y'all know what y'all came for. And then when the ambulance was trying to get out, there's people getting on top of the ambulances, raving, raving, raving and dancing and jumping on the ambulance. So I won't put it's, I won't put it all on him. But it's a group failed effort as to not being able to get medical people in and out. Yeah. But I do They're, believe him when he's. I think he really does believe that his fans know know what they come for because when like like we said we would never go to a Travis Scott concert yeah. because we we know know what it entails. So 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 if you say that if he knows what they're here for. That he has to take some of that cult ability. No, no, he definitely has to take some fault because yes, he, he, does. he tells people to storm the stage. Yeah, he tells people but make room. We're going to march. But there's yeah. other yeah. artists with cult followings too. That didn't happen at um camp, camp whatever where Tyler had his concert. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen was there. there. What? There was a ton of people there. That's when they thought. That's when Drake came out and Drake got booed. They yeah. thought it was Frank Ocean and yeah. he got booed. Drake got booed. The biggest artist in the world got booed. Yeah, I remember that. That's what you gotta expect from a fucking cultish, cultish fan base. Fan base. But you don't expect to go to a concert and like at and first, die. yeah, and and die. I didn't want to say that, but that's but, what but happened. But look at Woodstock. Woodstock was literally a hundred thousand. You saw we we've all seen the DMX videos. When yeah, Woodstock. but but there weren't any reports 000. of death. Never. But it's it's, <laughs> no. it's Travis Scott. But that's his what I'm music, saying. It was a his failure. Music. It's a failure at that on the ground level for the facility. Yeah. But for him, for him, because he started. I think his art also incites a lot of, like, like say for instance, there are certain artists that we know. Like, I mean, let's be real. Uh, what's his name? We just talked about the creator. Yep. He has a certain type of rhetoric when he speaks and when he puts in his music, which attracts a certain type of crowd base, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is about Travis Scott because this is not his first instance. He's been arrested before for inciting violence at one of his concerts. So I don't know what it is about Travis Scott that makes people want to push and rave and smush people. But literally, like, people were, they said that people were injecting people mm-hmm. with drugs. They said that people were. They, people said that if they put their arms up, there was so little space that to their breathe. arms had to stay up the whole fucking time because there wasn't enough space for you to put your arms down. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like it is the masses that reacted to Travis Scott, but Travis Scott has to have some type of, if not responsibility, at least guilt. Yes. Like I, I would think twice before I did another concert because I know who my fans are and what they're capable of. And if eight people died at my last concert, like the last time I heard something like this was Ariana Grande. Like one is a, is too much for a concert. Two is too much for eight. And 300 injured? No, no, no. We're going to look at... You're the leader of this band here. 
This is your fault. This is your fault, man. You have to control this. But like yeah. he said, y'all you, why y'all came. You, he's not accepting responsibility because his fans are known to do certain things. Like so, you step up as the artist, say we are not having, we're not doing mosh pits anymore. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Next concert, there should be uh, an emergency route that's never blocked by anyone. Where uh, 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 where EMC emergency vehicle get in through the lane, out the lane, and he next time he needs to stop a show yeah. whenever there's something going on, whether it's one fan, two fan, or three. Like that but, is but you can't control. Like I, I get what you're saying. You can't I control it, but you can regulate. The masses are uncontrolled. Like when when you have a hive mind and everybody's on one accord, it's really hard to have those type of things. Like I, I'm not absolving Travis Scott in any type of way, but I'm trying to come from a from a perspective to where I can see how he can he can think to himself like this wasn't my fault. Like I'm not absolving. He's already getting a suit by one of them. But at the end of the day, it's just like. It's just like this right here, right? When you have 50,000 people in a tight space and you know for a fact that your fan base are drug addicts and people who partake in different type of psychedelics and shit like that, they have no control over their own self. And his music, to me, even as a person who don't go to these concerts, when I listen to his music, they inv they invoke a certain vibe in me. Like, yeah. mm -hmm, like that, that. And then there was a one time where he was in the concert where he was like humming. Like he was just like, mm -hmm, and everybody was getting smushed. They were suffocating. They couldn't breathe. And there's a certain time where he should have just walked off stage. Yeah. He should have just walked off stage. Yeah. When when people started jumping on stage, talking about niggas dying, when he said, hey, that nigga passed out, what's going on? He should have walked off stage and had a, a, a crowd assessment to see whether or not he should still perform. Crowd assessment because, thing. because if if he if the crowd assessment was done and, and, and there was ambulances and there was literally gurneys of people being resuscitated while on being, the floor while being ran to the ambulance that was being blocked, like when shit like that goes on, the concert needs to completely stop. But for you to continue to perform, so like you, like that's, that's, what that's on you. you. Right, but you can't control mob high behavior. I will say that, like, I'm not gonna. You put can't the control blame on mob high behavior, but, but if you're the leader of the hive, he could have stopped the concert for sure. <laughs> if you're the leader of the hive, then hey, sure. control your fucking mob. He, he can't. <laughs> he can't control the mob, but he could have stopped the performance, which would have controlled the mob. If In the music sense. cuts when you're at an astral world concert, would have started walking away. Exactly. And dispersing, which would have let people like people couldn't breathe, like they were, and then like it, bodies were suffocating each other. And if he ever decides to do this again. Get a bigger venue. Clearly, wherever he was for 50,000 people was not enough. Outside. He can't perform again. It was can't outside. Again. It, I wouldn't perform. If you can't, he put, can't, if perform, you can't perform 50,000 people outside. You cannot perform problem. again. That's a problem. You cannot perform again. Because his crowd base is a certain yeah. demographic. And they're going to get it. They're going to try to get it popular. They're going to do time. it every time. Every I time. know I went to a Wiley concert and I was thrilled. At a Wale concert, I was fucked. So imagine me being on X. We weren't on the floor though. Or Ella, we was in a venue. There were seats. There were. We, we were up store. top. We was at the top. Yes. Yeah. He's right. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we the floor. at the end of the day, I went to a Drake and Little Drake versus Little Wayne concert, and it was a long concert. And at the end of the day, people stayed in their motherfucking place because Drake and Little Wayne don't don't attract the type of demographic that. Travis Scott attracts, like he attracts a certain type of 
pers- personal yeah. persona, you know? I, I agree. However, I guess, long story short, you don't go to a concert and expect to die. You don't go to a concert no. and expect to get drugged. Or to you don't go. Home. Some people you go don't, to a concert expecting to be fucked up. They go to a concert expecting yes. to do mosh pits and fuck people up. But that's like that's, there's some people that really do go to concerts to create havoc. Yeah, and, and that's, that's his fan base. That's his fan base. And that's how some of the 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 heat goes to him because he could have prevented. I won't say prevented some of the death, but he could have. Probably helped to litigate some of this from happening. He could have yeah. stopped the concert, like we said earlier. He could have told people to get the fuck out the way for these ambulances. They would have listened though, because like, they're not they're they're out of their minds. He would have he would they would have listened. All he had to do was leave the stage. Everything, Him talking. Everything that's not gonna move a people crowd. do everything. They would have listened do, to the leader of the hive. Yeah, y'all y'all are giving this nigga too much power. What? Look at the power that's he just had. They came to see him. He has a hive, just like Beyonce has a hive. If they, like, if, if niggas, if he would have left, would have been it. Didn't, didn't Donald Trump make a statement before the Capitol riot? Didn't he make a statement basically saying, "Hey, no, he, know, he told, he pointed him in the right shit. direction." Yeah, it's like go storm. He was like, right. "Go storm the Capitol." Right. And the Giuliani was like, we if gonna do this by If he would have told them to go home, they would have went home. I don't think so. Oh my god. They, they wouldn't have stormed the Capitol. I do believe so. I have no, I, I have know. people who I know knew this information before January 6th, and them niggas was like, when he told them the niggas to said, pay attention to down. January 6th. He told me to my to my motherfucking face. Pay attention to January 6th. Shit's gonna go crazy. And I said, what do you mean? He said, he said, through, what's that, uh, sex that we were talking about? Parlor. He said, niggas on Parlor are saying this is that and third, and it's inevitable. Like, that was the plan before Donald Trump even gave them direction. So, I if get, what y'all, I get what y'all are saying, but do I believe that? It would have been less, time, though. It would have been less. I don't believe it. So, I don't believe it. Good, uh, well, I think to wrap this up, the leader of whatever hive, whether traffic's, uh, Donald's high. Can, they, yeah. they, if they you say something, they alleviate the pressure. They blindly, some of them blindly follow those people, yeah. and they would have listened. Yeah, some of them would have still went and do what they did, but that ten thousand would have probably been five. There may be, there may, there may have been like been four deaths and two hundred injuries, but that shit would have still happened if he would have kept performing. The best thing that he could have did was stop. The concert. That's what we're yeah. saying. Stop the I concert. Agree. So what are we talking check about? Check the crowd. Check, check the crowd. This should not happen. That's him checking the crowd doesn't matter. Him walking off stage is what matters. No, him checking the crowd checking when the there's the an crowd. ambulance trying to get I through would have matter. No, 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 no. I don't believe that it would have No, no, it would have definitely It would have mattered. He would have been like, watch out, watch out, watch out. Let him get out. Let him get out. It's a difference of opinion here. A second lawsuit is now being filled against Travis Scott, Live Nation. Uh, and a third party has been named as a defendant in this claim, and that would be Drake. A person named Christian Paradis is suing Trav, Drake, and Live Nature for negligence as well, uh, claiming that Travis Scott's concert history uh, should have been at the forefront of everyone's mind who helped play to execute uh, actual this year in the documentary. Uh, they claim Travis and Drake helped incite the crowd that night. It's, Suggested they either were aware or should have been aware of the reaction of the crowd 
would have and did once they both took the stage. Kind of what we were talking about. Yeah. A video from earlier on in the evening shows Travis Scott saying, I need somebody's help. Somebody passed out right here. Somebody passed out right here. No, no, don't touch him. Don't touch him. Everybody just stand back. Security, somebody help him. Jump in real quick. I literally saw this video and then found the fucking article that explained the video. So like I said before, this nigga literally saw that there was distress in the crowd and the crowd didn't give a fuck. I've been to raves, I've been fucked up, I've taken different type of things, and I know how that shit works, bruh. These niggas ain't fucking listening to anything but the fucking speakers. So if all he's saying is, hey, da 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 it sounds like wah 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 to a bunch of fucked up people. And that's all I'm saying. So yes, y'all may be right to a bunch of sober-minded, consciously thinking people, if he would have told them, hey, give this nigga some space, they probably would have gave him some space. But to a bunch of druggies, they're not paying him no attention. Alleged, let's, let's just not put that label. To a bunch of fucking druggies and alcoholics and people who fucking listen to Travis Scott. From the travesty at Astro World. Travesty at Scott's World. Uh, let's see. Let's just go into these last couple of topics. Uh, let's see. The NBA is conducting an investigation on the Phoenix Suns owner, Robert Sarver, as he is being accused of using the N-word on multiple occasions over the course of his 17 years with the team. So, actually, it seems like he's about to be the next owner that kind of uh, gets kicked out of the NBA for causing a, a harsh work environment. Uh, they basically said uh, they're investigating right now, but they spoke to over 70 different players and employees that worked there who have confirmed that he is like a racist guy. How old is he? Oh, he's innocent. He's, he owns a team, so he's innocent. He's yeah, um, it's understandable. I get it. So what do you guys think about that? Um, not surprised. My first, my first uh, thoughts was how different the NBA is from the NFL. Well, the commissioner can literally kick an owner out to where the NFL commissioner literally works. Works for the owners. For the owners. And can't do a goddamn thing. Nope. So, shout out to the NBA. Yeah, yeah. If, if that, if this is what we have to do to make these, these racist white people understand, if we can finally uh, affect their wallets, Guess what? They'll listen then. Mm-hmm. Donald Sterling, the guy, last guy that got kicked out of the NBA for the Clippers, he sold his like franchise for whatever much, and he couldn't even get like the profits from it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like the money he could have made was way more if he was able to keep the company, the team. And if so, the NBA is 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 a lit organization. Yeah, yeah. You're players, not, you're not going to get away with that in the NBA. Players are able to be bigger than the NBA. Well, they Kobe, do, Jordan, They would have not played. They would have not played. Like, remember what, yeah. what happened in, yeah. with the Clippers? And it was yeah. like, we won't play that. Yeah. We won't play until he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's players, what, that would have been the same case. Players have... A voice. No, they have the power. Power, all the power. They, they're created. Like, if Jordan was to say... Even even a different owner. If Jordan was to say, "I'm on Chicago Bulls," but the Atlanta owner is a racist, kick him out. I believe that owner would be like kicked out. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 because it's Jordan. It's Jordan. It's if like, LeBron was to say, "Get this nigga the fuck on out of here," they'll get they'll they find a way. They'll get him the fuck out. Of here. They'll find a way. Kobe was to do that, they would find a way to do that. Like. Well, 
you're able to be bigger than the organization if you put the hours, you put the fan base, you put the money behind you. Gotta put that time in, the effort. Yeah, you'll be bigger than your league. In football, Nothing yeah. is bigger than the shield. That shield is everything. Yeah, the shield is everything. They will kick you out. It's funny that it's called the shield too, because it's gonna block all them owners. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna like ah, 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 Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Uh next up, Tupac Shakur's estate is looking to make a new museum. Uh, detailed in the press release, part museum, part art installation, part sensory experience. The uh, exhibit aims to take attendees through a myriad of surround sound spaces, rich rarities, rich, rich with rarities, rich with rarities. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Embedded in technology and delve into the greater meaning of its activism, music, and revolutionary art. Opens on January 1st, 2022 in LA. Thoughts? I'm not surprised. Um... From my history of Tupac, even though I'm not a fan, um, from my history of experiencing him in my young life, I do believe that he's been the forefront of, you know, different type of technologies when it comes to concerts and him still being relevant in modern day history. Like there was this one concert where it was nothing but laser shows, or was it like a hologram or something like that? Like that was, that was like, new technology that nobody's ever seen before, but he was the one who was, you know, the life of the party, yeah. for lack of better words, when yeah. it comes to that type of technology. So the simple fact that they're creating this all sensory experience for Tupac Shakur, I believe that it's like a, a foundation for future concerts of deceased people or supposedly deceased for you conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I like where they're going, and I, I can't wait to see how it um, translates into Michael Jackson, Prince, and yeah, um, I, I, I will say that I appreciate him having his own museum for the stuff that he did. Yeah, his music was good, but what he also tried to do outside of music deserves to be highlighted in his own sense. Uh, yeah, Mother, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, for a limited release. But what I hope will happen is that. Uh, since they are building the hip hop, the first hip hop museum in the Bronx, I do hope that maybe this museum that you're doing now has ends up with its own section. That would be dope. in the official hip hop area, especially if they put the technology. Because because I will say there's not too much rappers that really need their own section, mm. but there's the ones that do should hopefully make it to the museum that they're making in the Bronx. So. Oh, that's all I have to have to say about that. I think, I mean, it's Pac. I think his museum is gonna be dope. So I'll, if it was available, if I could get out to Cali and do it, then I'll definitely do it. But if they ever open somewhere up, like a pop-up in Georgia or something, I'll go to that shit too. Any thoughts on that? Um, I think exactly what you said. They're gonna travel with it. Like it's gonna be a body's museum, right? They're gonna be come a, a here, traveling they're gonna exhibition come in Baltimore. And maybe end at the hip hop. Just yeah. put leave it there. Maybe, yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. But I'm not traveling to New York to go see that shit. So. Yeah, I don't come here. I'll go. I mean, if it comes to I mean, when the hip hop museum is always in the Bronx, I'm going home. I was raised in the Bronx. That's fine. I'll definitely I will go with I'll you. definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely I will go. go. With you. I, ain't going to myself. I need a New Yorker to go goddamn translate the bullshit. We're going to wrap things up here, guys. So thank you so much for stopping by. If you enjoyed the video, make sure you hit that follow button and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. 
We're on Amazon Podcast. We're on YouTube for the full video. We're on Spotify and we're on Apple. Subscribe everywhere. Thank you so much for the support, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next week for the next episode of Black Entourage Podcast. Millennials for the win. Peace. Peace.